You choose Columbus Business First every week to give you the inside industry intelligence for nearly every business sector in central Ohio. And Columbus Business First chose Crate Media as its official podcast partner for its unique show, Women of Influence, now 70 episodes strong. With 4 million shows, hundreds of millions of listeners, and industry advertising revenues approaching $4 billion, podcasting is the fastest growing audio medium in the U.S. From law to medical, construction to automotive, retail to real estate, every brand has a story. Let Crate Media help tell yours. Visit crate.media slash CBF to learn more about how we can help while receiving a free one-hour casting session with our expert producers, which will help to uncover and shape your company's branded podcast. To learn more about sponsoring Columbus Business First Women of Influence podcast, please email Advertising Director Steve Hewitt at shewitt at bizjournals.com to get started. That's S-H-E-W-I-T-T at bizjournals.com. Hello and welcome to Women of Influence, Columbus Business First interview series, where we chat with some of the leading power players in the Central Ohio business community. Today, we're bringing you my conversation with Cheryl Stalker, CEO and Principal with Crimson Design Group. I really enjoyed my conversation with Cheryl, which includes reflections not only on how the pandemic impacted her business, but also on overall design trends. Always a favorite topic of conversation. I hope you enjoy it as well. Well, Cheryl, thank you so much for joining us. I wanted to start, I understand that you have kind of a uh, an unusual childhood. Could, could you tell our listeners a little bit about how you grew up? Of course. I grew up in the jungle of Paraguay, South America, as I was about seven years old. So I was born there, have a brother and a sister who were always also raised there as kids. So Spanish was my first language, along with um, Dutch, because I grew up uh, by Mennonite parent it was very unusual. So I was really a, a white kid in a very brown country. <laughs> so everyone would touch my head because I had no hair and they weren't used to seeing um, someone that had such light skin. Everyone around me was, you know, obviously very Latin. Mm-hmm. And how long did you live? I, I moved when I was seven. So my parents moved to the U.S. and I started, I had to wait to start first grade because I didn't know English. So I was a year later in school starting because I had to obviously learn how to speak English. Wow. And where did you move when you came back to America? I moved to Ohio, up in Sugar Creek, Amish Uh country. Yes, that's what I was going to say. I feel like you see Mennonites around uh, that area. Got it. Okay. So that was, uh, how how did that experience kind of growing up uh, in a different part of the world, at least for a little bit inform kind of the rest of your life? I know that's a big question. <laughs> no, it's a great question. I mean, really, I think it showed me the world is so much bigger and that's kind of what my parents have taught me. You know, it's seeing seeing other cultures is one thing that I absolutely love being in um, and around is, um, you know, learning about new people, learning about culture and how we can live so differently. And so just growing up um, with that experience has just shaped me kind of a lot of my worldview. Now, I don't want to live in a bubble. I want to always see what else is out there, what's going on in the world, have just much more of a global perspective, which has definitely, you know, influenced uh, the design that I do now. 
Yeah, well, let's talk about that a little bit. So when did you know that design is what you wanted to do with your life? How did you get into this field? Well, let me, I'm going to start with, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur when I was 12. I did not know it was going to be design until probably my second year of college. Um, I started as a business major and realized it was too much math. And so I missed the creative aspect of it. So I completely changed majors, found a new school, moved to Columbus, um, and then pursued design at that point. Mm -hmm. And what might people in Columbus, where would they know your work from? Any projects uh, that folks would recognize? Um, most recently, um, our late, one of our latest projects is High Street in the Short North. And it's Lux 23. There's the Whiskey Bar, um, the Terrace Bar, and then obviously um, the apartment building. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's one of our latest projects that's open to the public. And then around town, we have a lot of multifamily projects that we, that we do. Mm-hmm. And then I was looking a bit on your website and you do work outside of Central Ohio as well. Yes. I'm personally working on a project in Dallas, Texas, Hilton Head, South Carolina. We just finished one in West Palm Beach, Florida. So we're really kind of everywhere. Yeah. Except we don't, yeah, we don't do a lot on the West Coast. We're really focused on the, like kind of the core, the Midwest. Got it. And how big is your team at the firm? Uh, we are 20 people. 20 people. Wow. Yeah. What impact did the pandemic have on y'all? Anything or was it kind of business as usual? <laughs> I uh, know it was a crazy year for us. And yeah. It was our best year by 30%. Wow. What we saw really happen is that, you know, a couple years previous to last year, um, commercial was obviously the largest part of our business and residential was, you know, not, it was not as strong. But last year it was half and half. So people are spending so much more time at home mm-hmm. that we really, um, our residential business really picked up. And so that had a lot to do with the growth. Interesting. Have you seen that continue now? Yes, we have. Yeah. And you Uh, know, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's been interesting, you know, it's it's definitely a a great, but challenging time to be working in. mm -hmm. Are there any particular trends? I mean, I guess home offices might've been a lot of what people were, were doing or home offices and outdoor space. Mm-hmm. You know, outdoor living was really important. And really we saw a lot of, um, you know, our sales increase on spending, like people buying furniture for outside because they were at home more and um, obviously their main living spaces too. Yeah. Is that something you expect to continue post-pandemic? Yeah, I don't think, yeah, I don't think that will change. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I am seeing home off, you know, people are trying to get rid of their home offices mm-hmm. now. They want to get back and they want to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. And so I don't necessarily see that as an increase, like a continued thing that's going to stay for a long time. Mm-hmm. But the outdoor living kind of amenities stuff. The outdoor living, for sure. Yeah. You know, pool houses, just more guest space, guest living space. Um, we're working on quite a few of those, those type of spaces. Cool. Well, taking a step backward, one question I wanted to ask is, just talk a little bit about your approach to design. What's the first step you take when you land a client and then have a project? How do you how do you build out a vision for them? What does that look like? Well, we kind of we call it the discovery phase. So really, it's understanding who our client is. So on the residential side, it's understanding you know do they have children? How are they living in the house? When are they spending the most time there? Especially with kitchens, like are you a cook or are you not a cook? 
um, really understanding kind of what the vibe and the everyday just in and out of the family looks like. And then it's a lot of exploration of images, pictures. You know, some people love to build Pinterest boards themselves of collecting things that they like. Um, other times, you know, it's us really showing them images, trying to understand what they like and don't like, and helping them come to a place that um, matches to, to who is a reflection to who they are. Mm-hmm. So it's a yeah. lot of it's a lot of questions and showing actual pictures. Yeah, and I, I should have asked this when I asked about your team. How much are you working, as they say, on the business versus in the business? Do you yourself still do a lot of design work, or are you largely I, sort of managing yeah. it? I do not do as much of the design work anymore. Um, actually, you know, honestly, my team is is very good, and they're better at it than I am. Uh, my role is really create is visioning for the project's high level a lot on the commercial side and then some of our, you know, larger residential projects. I am involved in that aspect. And then leading my design, my creative team and, you know, pushing them to uh, making sure that they're serving our clients and from a design aspect that they're giving our clients the best that they can and that they deserve. And is that, you know, something you're happy with? I guess you said you've always wanted to be entrepreneurial, but but when did you realize that it's, I have to sort of run the business as opposed to doing the design piece? I mean, it's probably changed in the last three or four years. Oh, okay. you know, as, as the business has grown, you know, I, I just can't, I can't be on every project, obviously to serve our clients well. And so, you know, we've just built the team that we need in order to do the things that, you know, like I personally can't do CAD work. So mm. I, that would be a waste of time and money for me to, to be actually doing that physical work. So it was, it's adding the right people onto our team who have their strengths and skill set that can serve our clients. And really, you know, I, I love building relationships. I love getting new work. Uh, right now, I am the primary rainmaker for the, for the company. And so just building those relationships and being out in the community is, is what, what I love to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's great then. What has your, as, so as you had all this growth this past year, did that lead to a lot of hiring? Have you guys been expanding the team? Yes, we have. Um, we actually have two, two new hires in the last two weeks and getting ready for a third. So we, I think we have added uh, five people this year. Um, it is, to our what does the team. talent market look like around here in the design? I mean, it, it's, it's been tough. We, uh, you know, it's been, as I'm sure you've talked to many entrepreneurs, it's challenging um, to really find the right talent. I think currently um, we just hired a new design assistant that moved here from Alabama. So um, she's moved into the city. And actually a lot of our hires have been people who have trans, you know, have moved into Columbus. It's, it's been an interesting time to, to hire, but there's, you know, a lot of great people out there. Just you have to take your time to interview and make sure you get the right fit. Mm-hmm. Has Columbus been a, an easy sell for you courting those people to come here? Yes. You know, I, I think especially over the last couple of years, as you know, Columbus is what second largest growing city in the Midwest. And so it's been a lot more attractive to, to people and interesting, you know, on our, the residential side of our clients, a lot, most of our clients are people that are moving in from the coast, mm-hmm. Seattle, California, New York. Um, and so we're seeing so much of that, not only from employees, but also clients. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Um, well, this is a more design question, but kind of a fun one. What is one popular design trend that you hate? <laughs> oh, that I hate. I love this question. Oh, the mo- I'm so sick of the modern farmhouse. Oh, yeah. The gray and the reclaim. I'm so over that whole look. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm very excited for that just to go far away. Um, well, I actually just bought a house. At, part of the reason I'm at the library now is we're going to the home inspection right after this. Uh, oh, fine. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, or I guess I should say I'm under contract for a house. I should stop saying that we bought it until I actually own it. But looking through these listings, they're so, it just gets so... I, I wound up liking things that were maybe a little dated or something more because they didn't have just the exact same look. You know, you see right. so much stuff with the gray... And I understand yes. it's very HGTV, like, yes. uh, so it can feel yes. yeah, and be- like, and beige, like I, it pains me to even go into any houses with beige because I'm like, beige is not a color. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I liked. Some of these homes we looked at that had brightly colored walls, which our uh, editor was like, well, you know, I thought you'd have to repaint, but like, I don't know. I it was more it some character, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, well, good luck. Yeah, the one the one we got has a couple of the rooms are light blue, which is nice. That's I feel like it's a yes. good like still workable, but like serene, yes, calming yeah. color. Yes. And that there definitely is some beige, but I think it's a, an amount that we can deal with. So um <laughs> well, what's a trend that you love that you are very into? Well, it's been interesting to see, like, um, you know, I am a very symmetrical person and I, you know, I think I'll always be a symmetrical person, but um, where I like straight lines, but curves have become so popular. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, really uh, a nod to mid-century, but not, it's, you know, a little later than mid that the real straight line mid-century. So a lot of playful curves, organic uh, textures. And so... Uh, I just bought a building and we're getting ready to move into our new office. And so it's been fun actually designing our new space and just really uh, doing some things that are different and, um, you know, not, we're going through a rebrand ourselves. So it's fun to actually be able to look at some things that have architectural influence and be able to bring that into our, into our office. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit more about that. So you're rebranding and kind of re- what what is involved in in that process for you? Guys? Yeah, so I mean, we're at our our crimson's getting a new look. So from a new website to actually um, our entire brand is getting a refresh, and then also with that comes our building. So we're getting a new space, a new home that we get to live in. So we're really kind of having it, it's been a fun process to look internally and see, okay, who do we, who are we, and who do we want to tell the world that we are? And so just really for me. Um, going back to kind of that cultural place, you know, global influences has influenced my design work. And, um, you know, a lot of part of our new brand is, has a nod to like doorways um, that maybe, you know, have like a Moroccan feel. So really having, as you can see, the doors in the back, uh, really just, it tells a story that's more than just central Ohio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everything has a history. When, where did you say the new space is? It's in Grandview, off Grandview Avenue oh, okay. and um, Dublin Road. Yes. Great, great. That's over by where I live, right? Uh, oh, nice. When when will you be moving in there? We are out of here at the end of September. 
Okay. Are you excited? <laughs> so excited. We have about 3,500 square feet and we're moving into a building that's 10,000 square feet. Wow. Um, we will, we will, um, we are looking for the right tenant to join um, for half of the space, but we're doubling, doubling the amount of space. And you know, my team's so excited because they're all, you know, going to their cars to have private conversation. And we don't have as much open office, which I'm very excited about, you know, has its pluses, but it's also challenging with an open office plan. Yeah. Yes. I feel like I was hoping that would be one consequence of the pandemic is that we would all embrace offices a little bit more. I know, right? I've never had a closed office and I cannot tell you how excited I am. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes it a lot easier. You can all have your own conversations and like yes. your own things. You can still have collaborative space, you know, but Yes. Um, yeah. We're, we have a 20 foot dining room table in our new office. So it gives us plenty of room to sit and all enjoy a meal together, which was really important to me. So, you know, it's a good combination of collaborative space and then also private office. Mm-hmm. Got it. Well, that is great. Well, I guess you talked a little bit about some of the aesthetics, but does it feel weird to be a design firm designing your own new office or is that a very natural fit, I guess? It's actually, for me, it's very, it's challenging to design for yourself. You know, it's hard for me to design my own house at times. And it's, um, it's been, you know, sometimes I need other people to help me make a decision because as a designer, we see so much. And, you know, me, I personally love to experience so many things. So having to commit to something sometimes is a challenge for my, for myself. And so, uh, it's been, it's been fun. And that's why I have a team to really kind of you know, let's, let's really think outside the box. Let's do something that we have no white cabinets. I do not, I have not a white kitchen. It has color, you mm-hmm. know, and it was just one of those things that we want to do something that's different. That's unique here that you're not going to see. Cause really it's our showroom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. That's so exciting. So transitioning a bit more to just about you, what is your go-to way to unwind after a, a stressful week, after you've spent hours trying to figure out what the right cabinet is for this new office. <laughs> well, somewhere that I have a glass of red wine in my hand, you know, spending time with friends and family and really, and, and being at home, you know, I think that's the one thing I, I love being at home with my family and just entertaining, cooking, uh, drinking. So living just a simple, normal life. Great. Do you have kids? I do. I have a, four-year-old and a six-year-old, two girls. Oh, wow. Were they, uh, was it a challenging pandemic year with them? Uh, well, fortunately for us, they went to school the entire year. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. So, um, they went to Montessori and the school was amazing. So uh-huh. it, yeah, but I, today my daughter started first grade. So it, oh, it's, I'm, yeah, it's very excited. The school is back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have a five month old, so she was born oh, wow. right at the end. I mean, obviously the pandemic is still going, but like we sent her to daycare, you know, there was a lot of, very different than if she had been born in March of 2020. Um, and I just, the few times that I've worked from home with her home, I'm like, how did anyone do this for years? Oh, right. so. Yes, there's no way. I mean, <laughs> I, I was going to send her to a different school, but then when I found out it's online and our nanny says, speak Spanish. Like this isn't gonna work. So yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know how people did it. Yeah, yeah. My props to them because it's it's demanding. Um, how how is motherhood? You have five month old. Is that your first? Yeah, yeah. She is. It's Aww. good. We just actually 
got back to my first trip with her. Uh, we went to my in-laws uh, for, for a funeral and she did pretty well in the car. Like everything was good. It was kind of nice to have like a couple of days where I was really just to hanging out with her while my husband did some other stuff. Uh, but then today she's back at daycare and already daycare has done like three things that have really irritated me. So (laughs) it's a really an exercise in releasing control for me. Right. Um, Cause like everything is fine. She does well there. She's eating, she's sleeping. It's great. But it's just like, not the way that I would do it. (laughs) So that's right. And it's really hard, especially your first. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cause I have all this, you know, I'm, follow these people on Instagram and like, well, they got to be awake for this amount of time and sleep at this amount of time. If you want them to sleep at night and that's not what they do there, but <laughs> she's a good, she's a really good sleeper. So oh, well, that's good. Yes. But it also makes me like, I don't know. I could talk about baby sleep forever. If anybody listening to this podcast wants to have a baby sleep, <laughs> I'll talk about it for a long time. Um, but she is really, she is so close to crawling. Um oh which is, it's a little on the early side, but I think that's the thing we're being in the daycare with a lot of crawling babies is really inspiring her. Uh, So that's both cute and exciting, but also I'm like, oh, I got to move some crystals. (laughs) It's like, yes, yes. Now you have to try. Yes. You have to change some things in your house. (laughs) Yes. Luckily we're moving. So hopefully we can, we can beat her to the move and then just set the new house up a little more baby friendly. Um, Yes. So, well, how do you, this is such a like trite question, work-life balance, but how do you make time for, uh, you know, for your family with your work? What, how many hours a week would you say you're working and, and what is taking some mental time off look like for you? Well, I do not work Fridays and I started, uh, I started that before I actually had children and I designated Fridays to be like, I'm working on the business instead of in the business. Mm-hmm. And so that has really just set me up for success to be able to, you know, I I can take the girls to school on Fridays. I can pick them up. I get to, you know, kind of be the norm, whatever. I don't know. There is no normal mom. I get to just do the things with them. Um, and then, you know, I work hard Monday through Thursday. And obviously as a business owner, you're always, you're always on, but I have been able to, you know, be disciplined over the last couple of years to be able to shut it off. Um, Nancy Kramer actually gave me some amazing advice and said, you know, it's really like, it's not a balance. It's an integrated life, right? You're, you're not, you're always a mom and you're always a business owner. Yes. And that, that makes so much sense to me, right? Because it's like, I'm still a mom when I come to work and, uh, it's not about like separating. It's just about, it's just about how they become integrated and how you can blend them together and not looking at it. It's like, okay, when I'm at work, I'm at work. I mean, you do do that, right? But it gave me a lot of freedom. Mm-hmm. That's terrific. I like that. That I think that's something that we're thinking a lot about. To my company, I think like a lot is going to do this hybrid model um, and sort of what makes more sense in terms of this is a specific day that I work from home. Although, as I said, I find it very hard to work from yeah. home as a parent at the same time. But still, maybe I'm, a, you know, have a little bit more free time than to pick her up early from daycare or something. But yeah, I think ideally the pandemic has allowed a lot of people to think about their work lives a little differently because work and home have been so integrated the past year for so many people. Right, 
No, it's a great point. And I think we, I mean, I know us as a company have become more flexible too with what, you know, I mean, I have a lot of obviously young women and young mothers that work for me and just being able to give them the flexibility to, to take care of their family when they need to, or to come in later or to um, leave earlier to take care of their child. You know, that's so important. They're going to get their work done. You know, I I think young, young moms, people love hiring young mothers because, or mothers, because we, we get so much done and we are very focused when we're at work, we're at work. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, it's, it's something that we are constantly adapting to and changing. And that, that's what last year has made us do. Terrific. Um, well, that's actually a good segue to the kind of the question I like to ask to wrap up, which is what, what's a piece of advice you would give a young woman entering the industry right now, uh, hoping to follow in your footsteps? I think there's a couple of things. I think one is really pursue what you're passionate about. And sometimes it's not obviously focus on um, the money, but really pursuing what your strengths are and um, being being true to yourself and not not giving in to something that you think you should do or what somebody has told you you should do. And on on continuing that is like to not compare yourself. Mm-hmm. I think comparison is the rob, it robs all joy, it steals all joy, right? And I think so much in our world, especially like with Instagram, like everything's a beautiful photo, everything's a beautiful picture. We all like seem to live these perfect lives. And, you know, the reality is, is that is not real life all the time. And so I think just not comparing yourself to where somebody else might be either, you know, in the future or at the same stage that you are in your life, or even as a mother, like, you know, you, how you do it is the best way that you can do it. So just, um, staying focused on who you are. That's terrific. Yes. That is definitely something that I hear a lot that I should. <laughs> it's, it's right. so I mean, it, it is. And you know, like for me, the way I have to do is I cannot look at Instagram late at night. I cannot lay in my bed and look at Instagram. Because I will then start comparison. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at this business owner. Look at this designer. How, what are they doing? And it's like, wait a minute, that is not healthy. And so I know I have to put those parameters on myself. It's like, okay, you cannot do it when you're trying to go to sleep mm-hmm. and you know where I might be the most vulnerable. So really just knowing that about yourself and being disciplined. Yeah, that's great. I, uh, it's, it's, like I said, it's a little bit different, but I did unfollow a lot of baby sleep experts around like months too. Cause I was just like, I'll go look when I am like looking for advice, but just like having these stories of like, look at this baby sleep in 12 hours is like not doing anything for me. So right. and every uh, child is so different. Like mm-hmm. what works for my oldest is not work for my second. So oh, you yeah. think you have it figured out, but it's like, whatever. <laughs> I just gotta, just gotta go work a plan. Yes. Well, Cheryl, thank you so much. It was really great to chat with you. Um, thank you. You too. And I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, Thanks no problem. All the best in your house and your new daughter. So many great yeah. new things. Yeah.